Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Frequency Wars. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness. Ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Friday, March 18th in the year 2022. And it is a Friday indeed with the continued slide of the dollar and the continued war of information for the control of your mind. The question is, will you let them control you? That is the big question. You know, in this time that we are in right now, sleep is the big one we all need. Not lots, just good sleep. And the way you're going to get good sleep is, oh, you guessed it. You knew it was coming. MyPillow.com. MyPillow. And you're going to go to MyPillow.com, and you can go to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, which is our Bards landing page because we're cool, and we've got our own landing page on MyPillow. And you can use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S, to get some discounts on, great discounts, in fact, on some of the best sleep products out there. MyPillow pillows, down as low as $19.98. Giza sheets, down 60% off. You have the comforters. You've got my slippers. You've got his and her sleepwear all 50% off, you can't go wrong. And the best thing is when you spend dollars there with MyPillow, you know that those dollars are going to a patriot company led by a CEO that is not only a patriot and a fighter for liberty, but a man that walks with Christ in his heart. So check it out. Go on over to MyPillow.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-G-S. You can also go to the BARDS landing page, which features a lot of the current specials, which is MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. You can also use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S, anywhere on the MyPillow site, on the Frank Speech site, and on the MyStore site. And all of those things will give you great savings using your promo code Bards. And while you're there, you're going to and make a purchase. You're going to get a copy right now of Mike's book, which is his story on how he rose from addict to one of the greatest CEOs and patriots of our time so check it out again mypillow.com forward slash bards promo code bards and if you are inclined to speak to a person you can speak to a patriot pillow counselor and they are at 800-975-2939 800-975-2939 and there that patriot pillow counselor will walk you through all you need to make sure you get a great night's sleep and you have all the products necessary to keep you strong in this fight so, Patriots, we are in an information war, as we know. And pretty much the rule of the game is they who control the narrative control the perception of reality. And that's been going on now, obviously, for a long time, but it's only getting worse. And keep in mind that Obama, the traitor, was the one who signed it and made it official to use PSYOPs, psychological warfare, on the U.S. public. That was an executive order. Now, here's the thing. We make a big deal out of that, but what we always forget is that the masters of psychological operations are the advertisers. And the advertisers are the ones that ultimately get people to buy junk and do things that they don't want. And they're also the shapers of the future product development. So one of the things they love to do is shape and social engineer through product advertising because it's a visual thing and it's officially not subliminal because they do it in your face, but nonetheless, they're shaping the way you perceive the world and it's very important. There is an ad that was done, oh, just shortly after President Trump came to office and the ad was advertising an Escalade, which just happens to be like the number one vehicle used by black drug dealers, just so I can say it, and hip-hoppers and rappers. And in this ad, a black family drives up to their house in an Escalade, and a white person comes out of the house and takes their luggage and follows them behind. 
the media is the advertise the advertisers agencies are the worst at this progressive divisive policy don't ever think they're not and they are the ones who have been shaping a generation of people and at the same time using that to motivate people to buy and get in debt that's their main mechanism so what was the reason that blacks as a race as a collective group were so heavily targeted and if you are black american listen up because you got suckered so bad with obama it's not even funny not only did they get a whole bunch more people hooked on the welfare state, but they buried a large percentage of black culture into debt. And why did they do that? Because when Obama came to power, it was a selection that they made in the spring of 2008. At that time, Hillary was running and she was ahead. But a group of financiers met in Chicago and decided and made the decision that they were going to back Obama. And suddenly, within two weeks, his poll ratings skyrocketed. Why do you think that was? We know why that was. They manipulated the media. They manipulated everything. But what was the real motive behind Obama's policies? It was they needed to get the cash out of the society because they had basically ruined the system with their Ponzi schemes that they had been running on the housing market. And in 2007, when the bubble nearly popped and it nearly tanked the whole system and they weren't ready for the system to tank because they didn't have the new system in place yet, they had to scramble to backstop all these companies that were hemorrhaging cash. And then they had to re-stimulate the economy with what cash was there and at the same time trying to get that cash out of people's hands. So what were the groups that they targeted? Well, they wiped out the white working class male that was the most prosperous, they did that with the whole housing market and other things like exporting jobs. But the people that were left were women, blacks, and the LGBT movement. And why did they target that? Because women were the savers of the families, and they still had quite a bit of cash reserves, and they were many, many of them were working. And they were now slight, starting to assume the roles of taking the lead of, of finances in the home. So they needed to get women hooked into more debt. So there was a big push to get women in the workforce, to get women in into the, the places of debt. And all of this, that, remember, there's another part of this whole strategy always, which is to destroy the nuclear family. Why did they go after black America? And what better person to do it than a, a Kenyan? by the name of Barack Hussein Obama. What a better way to do it was to go after black America and to encourage them to take their money, which they didn't have in banks. Many of black America had been suspicious, suspicious of banks and kept most of their cash away from banks. But now the advertisements began to encourage them to buy big, expensive cars, to make access to credit easier, to get them into these places, to bury them in debt, give them an, a, a boost by telling them they were a special class of people, that they were being sub suppressed by the whites, that their history was all screwed up, and to encourage them to constantly forward and get themselves buried deeper in debt. And what about the gay culture? Well, gay and lesbian culture had created kind of a breakaway society. Most of their finances were based in cash transactions, and they had built a closed, what I would call a closed-loop economy, meaning that they weren't participating much outside of their own group. Gays were buying from gays. So how do you do, what do you do about that? Because that's a lot of cash flow. Well, what you do is you, make, you mainstream gay and lesbian rights, and you integrate them into main culture, and then you start to disrupt their, their closed-circle economies, their closed-loop economies, and mainstream them in so that they become part of the bigger economy. Again, getting the cash out of their economies. It was devious. The progressive left got a big shot in the arm with, of adrenaline, and they all got rooked, every damn one of them, because it was all designed ultimately to create more debt slaves, and they all took the bait, and they walked right off the cliff. And with that, you have now the rise of this new, not new, but the, the continued rise of the progressive left in the current state, even though it's now on its last legs. And we'll talk about that.
And remember that a key part of all this attack on society is always to strip God out of the, the equation. And the main piece of getting to people is to communicate all these through visual advertising, social media, and movies, and news media. That's the frequency ward at its core. And it's to get into people's head to start rewriting the perspectives of what they see. And unfortunately, when people's physical energy is low and they're very primitive in their mental states, and there's no other way to put it, and they're very in a place where they want to be satiated and they don't have a good relationship with, with God, material junk becomes the fulfillment and the constant pursuit of buying stuff becomes the artificial fulfillment of the gaps within their own being. And while all this is happening, well, they were, those in the elite were fleecing the world and worse. They were digging in and trafficking more kids, exploiting all those things for themselves. Take a listen to this on Hunter's laptop. Oh, wait. So Hunter Biden's laptop was actually real. But there's a much bigger story to this than them actually finally admitting this at the New York Times. When this story first broke, no one knew that one of the top firms in the U.S. for cyber forensics who have worked with the FBI had authenticated it or that the Washington Post had it and decided to just push it aside. See, the big story behind this is what we've all known all along. Mainstream media is not to be trusted. Mainstream media is not in our corner. And the fact that the White House is now using TikTok stars to feed us information that they want out there just continues to prove this point. People, do your research. And whatever the White House and mainstream media put out there, don't believe it until you can prove it. Probably just a good rule not to believe it in general, because anything they say is probably going to be the inverse. And that's the way things currently are. They constantly are flipping truth. But, oh, wait, we've got Ukraine, right? That's been going on. What happened to Canada? Where did Canada go? And what was the core that triggered the whole hysteria over Ukraine? Obviously, one can say, well, Putin took advantage of things. I hope he did, quite frankly. And I'm glad that he has because he's completely rocked their narrative and put them on their heels. But in the meantime, all of us in North America, our eyes vectored in to Ukraine, and we forgot all about Canada. Canada's still fighting, by the way. And the Canadians were the ones that truly triggered the whole craziness of the deep state. And why was that? And we've gone over this before, but it's important to remember. Canada's movement and the truckers movement was initially funded by money coming from a Soros group, some sort of gray, gray money. And it looked like it had a couple of instigators that were probably tied either to the FBI or some version of that, which would be like the Royal Canadian Mounties, the RCMP, that were the initial organizers of the trucker movement. By the way, those two bailed out when the police started to come in to, I should call them the Nazis, started to come in to, to the capital in Ottawa. They bailed right away and left everybody behind. Because why? They didn't want to be caught with their hand in that cookie jar. But the thing is, the movement was much bigger than that. The movement grew. It grew out of control of the deep state because people came together. And Canadians woke up. And they woke up in a big way and a fast way. And it's, it's disappointing for me to see how many people have just kind of like brushed Canada away. We talk about Ukraine. It's an important one to focus on. But we cannot forget about what Canada did for the world. The first real example of some of this that we want to roll back was January 6th, but the problem is that's so convoluted right now. And it was convoluted even in our own leadership that we were supposed to trust. We can't tell what's going on in, from January 6th, but we can see pretty clearly what happened in Canada. And Canada, as it united and came together, they made a movement that woke up all of the country. What started out to be about 3% of the people grew to about 30% of the people. And the greatest things that happened is Canada came together in unity. They came together in peace. They started to reaffirm their understanding and their appreciation for the rights that were being stripped away, primarily their First Amendment, which they don't officially have because they have a charter, and the way it's written, it can be taken away at pretty much any time. 
But the key part is Canada then began to reach to God. They began to pray. And if you followed what was going on on the ground, truckers and the Canadians that were there and across the nation began to pray. They began to seek God. And that's when the tyrants made their move. That's because they're Luciferian. We know that. And these Luciferian nuts can't stand the idea of having God and the frequency of God coming into their space. So they launched their thugs. And though they deny it, it looks pretty clear that they flew in a bunch of UN thugs. And I will bet if we were to dig and were able to really get to the research, my gut tells me, and I can't prove this, that those flights probably originated somewhere in Ukraine because that's where these thugs seem to all be coming from. They're all Nazis that start to exploit their power. But remember, this whole network across the globe all has its core in Ukraine. But what did, what did Canada do? All of that we get. But something else happened that caused a frenzy, that a need to go like thermal, global nuclear thermal war, literally. And what was it? It was that the Canadians, when the, when the government started to seize accounts and Trudeau executed his Emergency Powers Act, and instead of relying on the military or the police because they weren't going to back him, he used the banksters to start freezing accounts and stealing money, including millions of dollars in donations. And what did the Canadians do? They said, fine, we're pulling our money out of the banks. They did a run on the banks. The banks started to close down selectively, and then they started to put delays on money being moved. And they were the ones who called to Trudeau and said, back off. The Canadians had found the Achilles heel. It's always been the banking system. And so what happened? Suddenly, Ukraine happened. And I don't think the Ukraine was a coordinated event. I think Putin... President Putin, appropriately, saw the opportunity. He saw the chaos that the Canadians had created, and he launched his, his move into Ukraine. To, and it is not a country, keep that in mind. Ukraine is a proxy region. It's actually a subregion. of. It's part of the old Soviet Union, and that corporate structure of the Soviet Union still does exist, even though it was bankrupted at the end of the 90s. And Ukraine is still part of Russia. Is a, it's like a, it'd be like Puerto Rico to us. It hasn't even filed its official borders with the UN. So Putin has every right to go into Ukraine, and he did. And what happened? Well, he, as he did, then we unravel all of the other dark arts that have been going on there. He unravels the 30, weapon, the 30 bioweapons labs. He unravels the child sex trafficking rings. He unravels the money laundering. And again, if the world was paying attention, they would have realized that money at the key of this, money was what the Canadians had revealed. They had pulled back the layer deep enough and they had gone at the Achilles heel and the banks freaked out. They knew they didn't have the money. But while we're sitting here, looking at Ukraine and forgetting about Canada, don't think that this administration doesn't have its eye on the money. Listen to this. While the world is focused in on Ukraine, globalist leaders are trying to sneak in everything they can in the hopes that you're not paying attention. Today we have massive news in the global financial system. As Biden has signed an executive order to manage crypto, this executive order is an attempt to centralize cryptocurrency. Thought crypto is safe from the tyrannical government? Think again. The reason behind this was, of course, to stop the Russians from getting around the sanctions. It's almost comical that these people can't just be honest with what they're doing, but instead they always have to be the victim. Also, the executive order calls on the government and the Federal Reserve to prepare the digital currency. The Federal Reserve reported that in the next decade, we will transition to digital currency centralized on a global scale, setting up perfectly for the one world government. I don't think people understand. Under this, you will have no freedoms. Uh, no, we're, um, we're not playing. <laughs> I, I'm like, sorry, you can have your game, not participating. And just as a sidebar on that, I had a long conversation with a very good friend of mine, some things that have been working with a, another group. Do be encouraged. I just want to tell you this. I know a lot of people are worried about CBDC and the centralized currency. There's a lot of action going on to break that system and to create alternative economies that are very viable. 
some of which is going to be can be rooted into a equitable uh, barter system. And that's a lot of discussion I'm having with other people right now. It's not formalized yet, but understand that that is literally a process that is in development. So I just have to kind of throw that out there because I can't stand CBDC. I can't stand the central bankers. I can't stand bankers in general. In fact, when we put an intermediary between a transaction between you and I, that's ultimately at the core of why Christ flipped the tables. That's a Babylonian intersection. He flipped tables because the money changers were intersected between himself, the, the, the person giving the tithe, excuse me, the person giving the tithe, the money major, changers took the tithe, converted it, took a slice off it, and then passed it on. God doesn't stand well with people in the middle, and that puts every banker in the crosshairs as evil, and they are. But while we're looking as well at Ukraine and forgetting about Canada and they're pulling their little hand puppet job over here with trying to regulate all cryptos, I'll bet no one even knows what's going on in our southern border. And there is an active war going on. Listen to this. In the country that no one is talking about, a cartel leader, the leader of the Northeast Cartel, Juan Gerardo Trevino Chavez, El Huevo, his moniker, captured in Northeast Mexico, deported to the United States. A U.S. consulate comes under fire. And yet, I look across media, I look across media in the United States, I can't find a thing. You go to media in Mexico, they're all talking about the story. Huge, huge news. Massive battles that are taking place, the federales, it looks like the United States played, you know, a significant role in this roll-up, in this raid. They get this guy. He's been extradited, so that's that's the latest. And so we'll, we'll break that down in a second. But what blows my mind is that you see this level of violence. You see this level of cartel violence that's going on across the border, like literally right across the border, a stone's throw from the U.S. homeland, not 5,000 miles away, not 500 miles away five feet away, five minutes away from U.S. soil, our sovereignty, right? This is our territory. This is the hemisphere where we live. This is our backyard. There is a cartel war that is going on right now in the narco state directly to our south. And yet for some reason, you don't hear people talk about that. Sure, they might make some some glib lip service, you know, statement about, you know, we talk to U.S. politicians about, oh, we need border security, we need border security. But they don't explain the fact that you've got massive swaths of territory in Mexico that are directly controlled by cartels. They're not even controlled by the Mexican government. They've lost control of them. Right? We used to talk about this in Afghanistan when we would say the Afghan government doesn't have control over certain provinces, the Taliban does. But for some reason, we don't talk about Mexico that way. Talk about Afghanistan that way. Talk about Russia and Ukraine that way right now. You know, which territories does Russia have control over versus Ukraine? Yet we've got a situation very similar to one of those right on our front doorstep. Right on our front doorstep. And that's been going on while everybody's been looking at Ukraine. And don't think that's not coordinated. The CIA is the number one organizer of what goes on in Mexico. They have used the cartels as the pass-through to get drugs into this country to destroy this nation and destroy our youth. That goes back to the Vietnam War easily, probably before then, when they were chartering planes out of Hanoi or out of, uh, in the south, excuse me, Saigon, and chartering planes to fly in what they called China White, bring it in, and that's been they've been trafficking fentanyl and heroin and everything else across our borders and they're using the cartels to do that business and that is an open war and an open infestation and so you can expect right now as all this other stuff is going on this war is not by accident that it's happening real question is who arrested chavez that's a real key and that's something we'll just have to continue to explore 
And then while all that's happening, and everybody's looking at Ukraine, and everybody's paying attention to Ukraine, and we have our we have our virtual signal, virtue signaling going on with our little Ukraine flags. Everybody's getting their little Ukraine flags on Twitter to show unity and, and alliance with Ukraine. Yeah, other stuff's going on too, like the jab. I'm sure you've probably seen some of the same reports that I have about, oh, I don't know, athletes and movie stars having issues with blood clots and aneurysms and heart issues and that kind of stuff. And it's just so strange that suddenly it's, it's hitting the world. Um, and doctors and scientists have no idea where it's coming from. They're baffled by what could be the cause of all of these young people suddenly, you know, in their 20s and 30s, having such an issue. <laughs> it's a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery. I wonder what happened there. I wonder how come those blood clots are cropping up so much. Can't quite figure that one out. But hey, let's go back to Ukraine and figure out what's going on there a little bit. Oh, what do we have here? One American News Network states, New evidence raises questions about Ukraine hospital attack. The mainstream media is blasting the attack on a hospital in Ukraine, condemning Russian forces for bombing a civilian target. But as one American's Pearson Sharp explains, new evidence is emerging that the attack may have been a false flag and the hospital was being occupied by the Ukrainian military. That's weird. Still think you're not being lied to about operations in Ukraine? The truth's gonna come out. No matter how many times these social media platforms try to suppress it. I'm still waiting on the raw footage from 30 million people with cell phones in Ukraine to show the fierce fighting the mainstream media has been talking about forever. If you control the information, you can... If you control the information, you control the narrative. That's the truth right there. And where we are right now is, that's a great question, by the way. What did happen? What did happen to the 30 million cell phones <laughs> that were supposed to be capturing all this vicious fighting? What is it? Because it's not there. This whole thing is a show. This is the frequency war. And here's the thing. When I call it a frequency war, it's literally getting into your head and affecting your whole core frequency. When we talk about centering on God, we talk about getting ourselves centered on that rock of faith. This isn't lightly said. This is literally us elevating up our frequency. So this stuff, like it says in Ephesians 6, 8, 10 to 18, is literally becomes part of our shield, our armor to protect ourselves. I'm, I'm going to play this in the background here because it's just the principle of what this stands for, and it's all in Russian. You're not going to understand it, but I'm going to give you a little background noise here. So here you go. This is Putin. Putin spoke today to 120,000 people, and he had two rallies, to my understanding. And these are unity rallies, massive amounts of people turning out with Russian flags and chanting Russia, Russia, Russia. These are people that love this man. I don't care what you think about him. The media is trying to tell you that he's on his last legs. Apparently, the last legs means he fills a stadium of 120,000 people everywhere he goes. That's funny. There you go again. It's all a bunch of lies. And we know it's lies, but it's so, it's coming at so many vectors that our, our center point always has to go back to where we are with God. It's absolutely critical. And if we don't do that, we're going to get delayed. But here's another thing of like, oh, we, we've got Hunter going on. We've got Ukraine, which everybody's eyes are on. <laughs> and then we've got this. You know you're living in an upside-down world when woman of the year is actually a man. Yeah, that would be Richard Levine, or Levine, I guess. Oh my gosh, you can't make this stuff up. And if you haven't heard, the best female swimmer, or woman swimmer, is a man. Yeah, he's ugly. George Orwell once wrote, The party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was the final, most essential command. 
Yeah, I'm just going to say it. LGBT is just freaks. And if you're a tranny, sorry, you're a freak. You're not a man. You're not a woman. I don't know what you are, but you are definitely confused. And doing a weenie snip or a weenie tuck, sorry, that does not make you a woman. So no patience for that stuff. Oh, and then there's another nice thing that came up today. This is China. Some dude today who's seen, they had some social media footage coming out of him literally raising rats. I don't want to know what meat comes from China that includes those harvests because I guarantee you these rats are the size of small dogs. So you might want to check where you're getting your meat from, just so I'm clear. But hey, then there's DuckDuckGo because that trusted, that trusted search engine that we've been relying on? Yeah, well, yeah, here we go. So people used to go to DuckDuckGo because they thought it was super free. Yes. And it was, it was you know, the, everything that Google is, they are not. And they're not going to track you, and it's all just the way the Internet's supposed to be. Well, that's all over. Uh, DuckDuckGo's downranks Russian disinformation. The search engine's users are not happy. Is DuckDuckGo turning on its users, or did they misunderstand the search engine to begin with? We're going to find out. Tech companies are continuing to take action as Russia's war in you. Isn't it funny how no tech companies took any action when we invaded Iraq illegally, killed a million people? Isn't that funny? No, none of the tech companies took any action when, what, when we invaded Syria because we're now occupying a third of Syria. Isn't that something that none of the tech companies did anything to us and we bombed Libya? I just I find that interesting. Uh, search engine DuckDuckGo is the latest platform to make to take measures in the information war that's being battled online. According to DuckDuckGo's founder and CEO Gabriel Weinberg, the privacy-focused search engine has downranked websites in its search results that are associated with Russian disinformation. That's not your job. I guess it is your job. You have run a search engine, I guess. But is it your job to decide what's information and what's disinformation? I, I would say no. I would say I'm a grown-up and I can figure that out. And there, there's Gabriel Weinberg. Like so many others, I am sickened by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Were you sickened by the shelling from the neo-Nazis in the Donbass area for eight years? No, you weren't? Okay. How about your? Are you sickened by the Yemen genocide Saudi Arabia is carrying out? No. Not going to downrank them? Okay. Are you sickened by Israel's attacks on uh, Syria? No, no. Are you sickened by Israel's attacks on the Palestine? No. no. Are you sickened by our bombing campaign in uh, Somalia in the 20? No. Are you not sickened by what we're doing in Afghanistan to the people? No. Okay. Like so many others, I am sickened only by this one thing ever, and I ignore everything else bad that happens in the world. Welcome to the progressive mentality, virtue signaling, emotional triggers, all driven by frequency wars. By the way, I think that we need to start a campaign, duck fat. We need to have like duck fat fries. I'm going to have duck fat fried chicken, duck fat. I'm done with duck, duck, go. And I did. And by the way, the minute I read that, I dumped duck, duck, go so fast. I'm using brave right now, which looks to be a pretty good browser. I'm pretty happy with it. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be doing duck fat. We need to, you know, what we need to do is create a counter browser that we'll call, we'll call it duck fat, duck fat browser. That'll be good. Might have to work on that one. Patriots, the whole thing is this: we're dealing in a frequency war. Our faith is central to keeping us clean as we go forward. And so I want to close tonight as we've gone through a lot of these different things that are going on, the look here, don't look, look here, don't look there mentality and how easy it is to move people with a squirrel, literally throw a squirrel in front of their trail and they run down that rabbit hole. You've heard me right away when the Ukraine thing came out. I went right in and we tried to look at the deeper side of what was going on. We have no business in Ukraine. We really didn't have any business in Afghanistan ever, but we did because we know that 9-11 was a major hand job on everybody here in the United States. We had a coup against us then like we had a coup against us with Kennedy. We've been played by the deep state, and these are all fascists. They call themselves progressives. We, some people call them communists whatever. The deal is that they're all Satanists at 
and they're all fascist at the core. NWO isn't New World Order. NWO is Nazi World Order. This is the Fourth Reich, and they're on the move, and they were on the move pretty boldly until Putin kicked them hard, and he's gutting their center of operations. Our mission right now is to take it to them here, but the way we can in the most powerful way. Look, here's the deal. We are the most well-armed country in the world. That's one of the reasons they hate us. But the biggest reason they hate us isn't our guns. It's our faith. It's because we don't give allegiance to them under anything. We put our allegiance through Jesus to the Father. That's what makes them the most angry. And that's why they work so hard at trying to destroy our faith. So here's a little something that I'm starting to incubate. And I think that It doesn't need a lot of incubating if we just take it and do it. But we'll formalize it as we go forward. We'll we'll look forward to a summer of continued talk about it and maybe bring it out in Bards Fest. But here's the deal. We need to start creating prayer assaults and hymn assaults, most importantly, hymn assaults on these meetings and on these people. I want you to imagine... I want you to imagine a meeting, and I'm going to play a little song, part of a song here. We'll play it all after the show, but I want to play a little song here by Charity Gale. And I want you to imagine this as a spontaneous singing at city council meetings, at school board meetings. And I want you to feel what this would do, because I feel it, and I think you will too, as a way, as the greatest weapon we have in this war. We have not exploited this. It's the praise and worship of music. I was rich I remember who I was I was lost, I was blind I was running out of time Sin separated The breach was far too wide But from the far side of the chasm You held me in your side So you made a way across the great divide left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside and there at the cross you paid the debt i owe broke my chains freed my soul for the first time i had hope Thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. Thank you, Jesus, it has washed me white. Thank you, Jesus, you have saved my life, brought me from the darkness into All right, Patriots, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something so profound, so powerful that nobody can stand without tears. I'm talking about waging a different type of war, and I'm talking about it now. We don't need training. We need passion. We need the love of Jesus. We need this at every single county commission meeting. We need this at every single school board meeting, and it has to be spontaneous. We need to infiltrate these meetings in groups of three, four, five, and then just stand. Forget your time on the mic. Just start singing. Let God flow into these places. Let it tear down the walls. You see, the clues have been there before us the whole time. Gideon, what did he do? He blew the shofars. And they broke the pots of light. And what happened? This superior force turned on itself and began to chew itself up. 
What did they do in Jericho? They sang hymn and praise for seven days and then seven times on the seventh day. We're missing the greatest weapon we have. There's so much obsession and worship in our guns and the concern for how we're going to fight and defend our homes and dig in in our bunkers. (laughs) That's not the way God fights. God goes on the offensive, and it's time for us to go on the offensive. And he goes on the offensive with us praising him, praising Jesus and what we do, and singing it. There's books of hymns. If you want to get together and practice hymns, do it. But we need that power in our public space. We need to be shaking the walls of these Luciferian temples. We need to be mandating. You need to be going into the churches where, and I've heard this so much today. There's no hymn being sung in our churches. And I'm like, what is that? Tear the walls down. Sing the hymns. Let God back in. Bring him in and praise him. This is how we win. And it's so simple. It doesn't take a sword, but it does take the sword of the Spirit. It doesn't take violence. It takes passionate love, agape love at a level that they don't understand, but it will tear down their barriers and break the shells around their hearts. They can't stand to this. They'll slither like snakes and hiss like beasts. Let them, because God will be there. When you listen to songs like this, this moves your soul. This is how we win. This frequency war, they're waging it. They're waging a frequency war on us every day with clutter, with noise, with confusion, with chaos, with anger, with hate, with pain that they create. I'm done. You should be too. It's time for us to raise the frequency game here. We need to bring it home. We're waiting for the military to do something or some magic moment. Eh, if they come, they come. But we've got this. That's the whole thing. We have this with the power that God gave us and gives us in our, in our soul, in our hearts, and the love and fellowship that we share with one another. We shall sing our way to victory, literally. And we can do that. So my challenge My challenge to everyone, begin to organize in your community where two or three are gathered. Learn some hymns and make an assault. Assault the temples of these Luciferian pits. Shake the walls with the praise for God and Jesus. Let them hear our joy, our power, our King, and the one and true God. Bring it into their temples and turn it upside down. Let them hiss and slither. Let them show their true face of who they really are and watch them run. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, such an amazing time, such a beautiful time to be, and thank you for joining us this evening. And Jesus, thank you for just being here as we play that song by Charity Gale. We're reminded so much of the power of love and the power of our love for you and all that you bring into this world. It moves us in such a deep way. Father, give us that guidance now and that opportunity to step up, that strength to unite, to unite around him and praise for you, Lord. Let us be reminded in the glorious stories of the Bible, Gideon, Jericho, Let us be reminded of the power of true frequency, the power of praise and worship for you, Lord. In these dark days when it seems like there's so much coming and falling apart, the things that we counted on and things perhaps that we trusted in, let us just step away from it because the only true trust is with you, Father. And Jesus, lead us in this fight. We're under your banner. We're ready. We're more than ready. We're eager. And we've, we've had our moments. We've had our trepidations and our falls. But we're walking with you. We're listening. And we're, we're here now. 
So send us and let us raise the power of him in the war to save humanity. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. The challenge is put out, patriots. This is Bard's Nation's challenge to the world. We don't need training camps. You don't need instructions. You just need some words and a little bit of a tone and a melody and a whole lot of passion in your heart. And we launch the attack and there's nothing they can do because God is coming there with us and we'll win the day with the most unexpected weapon of them all. Music. Have a very blessed night. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Prayers and praise and worship. Keep them going. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And Jesus is right here loving every bit of this. We're, on the, we're standing on that rock of faith. And you know, God always wins this. He will always win, no matter what. But here's the greatest part of it all. And every time I say that, it's just a fantastic statement because we're all here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. For us to dig deeper, to us to hear more closely, and in the end, the whole mission, occupy the land, expand the kingdom, mission forward. I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.